When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is. Welcome back to another episode of the Gold Diggers podcast. New things around here, new studio, new format. Same faces though. Um, I'm your host today, Beatrice, and I'm here in the studio with Joyce uh, Swifty Stones on Twitter, Lauren at Lauren Coys, Ella at LOCLs. All right, let's start with Justin Potter sat well. It, it was coming, we think. You know, Chelsea fans have been crying for this. I can't imagine what they're feeling right now. I'm sure, you know, they're all celebrating in their various homes. What do you guys think of the sacking? Do you think it was deserved? Yeah, but I'm gutted. I was enjoying Chelsea's downfall. It made me feel better about my team. <laughs> but <laughs> but now, nah, if we're being real, their form has not been good. I think it's, what, like seven wins in 22 games. Yeah. It was never going to last, but uh, I'm gutted. I can't lie. Especially before we play them as well. That new manager. It's just like, yeah. I think that um, the... Who's taking over? Well, interim coach is yeah, interim what, coach. one of Potter's boys, probably, I think. I mean, do we expect much, much to change? I can't imagine like Not Chelsea really. suddenly like bouncing like, back. We didn't even know what... Potter's game plan was. Exactly. I don't know what he's been telling his boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah like, it's not going to change really no. until the until a new manager. Comes Chelsea in. currently sit eleventh. I mean, I can't imagine that changing, like for the rest of the season, where where they're technically going to go. I, I can't see it. It's going to be tenth in no, and around tenth, there, yeah. considering yeah. they're yeah. basically kissing with the, the relegation boys. <laughs> 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 Your days are numbered. Mm. Mayday, mayday. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's tough because I think everyone's kind of been waiting for it. Um, but it, it it feels kind of strange, like, oh, this happened to be the result, you know, losing to, to Villa at home, that they're just like, mm. enough is enough. This is what I was saying earlier yeah, to you. Yeah. That, like, what, what was Chelsea's tolerance gauge where they realised, you know what, this is too much. We had a few shocking performances, so fair enough, the big six sort of games where, you know, you're supposed to be fighting out and you're not ex- necessarily expecting a win, but you're expecting... Chelsea to put on a good performance yeah. which game did they finally decide that yo maybe we should you know not take Potter on considering we used to get statements from Chelsea themselves going you know we're still backing this boy we're mm-hmm. still backing this boy we're still what he said nah McGinn scoring <laughs> never <laughs> you know what I think it is I think it might be the Champions League I think it might be Real Madrid they're looking and thinking we're never gonna we're never <laughs> they're probably not anyway but maybe yeah. they think our best bet is making a change. Yeah, they're like protecting think, the brand. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's it's probably the case that they wanted to back him, mm. but the results over the last few weeks just didn't allow it. Um, I, th- I feel like they would have gone all the way till the end if he did have like moments where he was producing good results, but just he was producing nothing. Mm. So that kind of forced it out of their hands to actually be like, okay, it's time for him to go. We need to actually end the season maybe also the players were unhappy yeah that is the big factor Mm because if the players are unhappy in the dressing room then i mean 
as a manager if you've lost the dressing room then there's no point you being there anymore so i think that yeah, might have been i like, agree and well, i think I mean, the fans as well like i the, think yeah, yeah. they were angry and i think there's only so much that you can kind of cover that up um and and i said this before i just think what is the wrong it's the the right coach but the wrong club you, you, you didn't get the time because of chelsea's and the culture of of how they kind of bring in a manager and then the manager can have re- success really quickly and then it goes downhill a little bit and then they and they get sacked i just don't think um potter was the right person even though he's a great coach mm-hmm. to go to a club like chelsea because they just their standards are so high uh, you know, other, other Chelsea managers have been sacked for far less mm-hmm. um, than the runner form that they were in. So I also think it's just the combination of, yeah, losing the players, losing the fans, mm-hmm. um, and then the impact on the brand. And you're right, it's, it's Champions League, the, the way that Chelsea <laughs> have been playing. And you, if you go play that football against Real Madrid, you get torn apart. So going back to that dressing room mm-hmm. comment, is is it fair to say that? Have the the boys ever really backed Potter ever since like the sudden sacking of Tuchel? Oh, is there a, an actual fair way of saying that those boys mm-hmm. were really ever really playing for Potter after it came out of the blue that you know Tuchel wasn't enough for? Maybe it was after the January transfer window they thought okay some new players because they bought a lot of players exactly. and yeah big big names big, big money you're thinking yeah. oh you they're know thinking, this is oh, it. Let, let's <clears throat> see what he can do now he's got some players in but and they gave him time for that but it doesn't look like it's going to change so. I think that this is just the time to do it now. Yeah, I think it's it's fair to say that some of the players that were there um, when Tuchel got sacked probably didn't back Potter in that way. Mm. However, because they got so many new players that didn't they didn't work under Tuchel, yeah. and Potter's like a fresh manager. If they're mm. still not happy with that, then that that's saying something. Mm. I think also the implication of the other sackings, because I think once once other clubs, obviously um, Brendan Rodgers has been sacked at, at Leicester. I think once other clubs start sacking their their managers, it also then gives you the one, sort of yeah, 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 and the ones which are open in the market. <laughs> yeah. Like for me, I'm so sad because I just feel like Nagelsmann, <laughs> Nagelsmann will go to Chelsea now because that's mm. you know that's another kind of big club that's going to match his, his ambitions probably more so than Spurs. And I think if a manager you know, like that is on the market. The same way I think Spurs slipping around Tuchel made Bayern kind of pull the trigger um, and, and bring him back. I, I do think the impact of other clubs mm-hmm. sacking their manager mm-hmm. means that thinking, okay, actually, if we don't make that decision now, we're going to lose out on, mm-hmm. on who yeah. we want. P- possibly they would have sacked him in the summer, but I think it's fed up this season. Yeah, that, that's a good point. And also, <laughs> going back to the managers, Lauren... Who do you think will come in as Tottenham manager? <laughs> I want to cry. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, sh- I just think... I think the, Is it going to be Brendan? Yeah, I, it's either going to... I think it's going to... Yeah, it's it's going to be Brendan Rodgers or it's going to be Graham Potter. I think those are our two choices I, I feel like now. Potter is definitely a downgrade, like... A, a yeah, we've gone, and, we've gone and got... And we've gone from Antonio Conte, a yeah. serial winner, to... <laughs> not that my standards are as high as, as, as Chelsea but it just doesn't it doesn't I just think it's the vision of, of Spurs it's just not clear the strategy I don't know what type of club that we're trying to be mm. we were project based we had Poch he overachieved then we went and brought in Mourinho um, then we sacked him then then we kind of fell from grace and went for Nuno and then we went okay we're back again for to bring in Conte and I just think it's 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 not clear and i think the question mark of harry kane and what he wants to do in the summer i don't see brendan rogers or or potter as big enough appointments mm. to convince him mm-hmm. um that that we have the ambition to, to go on and and compete with with the the teams around us mm. again so i think he should know that the ambition is already it's a, yeah, i'm always gonna back him i'm always gonna click on i'm always gonna click on like and, and obviously in terms of conte's comment about like the players not really being willing to you know mm. play dangerous football to be willing to play for the club and mm. stuff like that so i think it does obviously now then go to the identity of spurs and what it means to be playing for Spurs and what kind of football they're producing and now trying to find a manager that can align to that. But also, we have to basically find a like-for-like manager there because 
if players aren't willing to sort of change and be willing to be ambitious, mm. there's no point of getting a great manager that plays different tactics if they're not willing to kind of go out of their comfort zone and play differently than how what oh, they play now. Absolutely, so. my my back, and I've been on this podcast many times complaining about the mentality of the players. It's shocking, and we shouldn't have managers who are serial winners coming through the club. And then just being like, you know what? These lot are not built for success. Like, it's embarrassing. It's, it at, at the end of the day, it's, it's embarrassing <laughs> that uh, you, we've had two managers who... We saw it in All, all or Nothing with Mourinho. They're calling out the mentality of the players, saying these lot are not built to win. the time they're sitting there saying they're losers in the press conference. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's, 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 it's true. It's, 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 it's embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing. And <laughs> you look and think... I think, for me, Nagelsmann would have been a, a statement of intent to say, do you know what? We're going to change the style of football, but we're also going to bring in somebody that that's a big name mm. um, to kind of it's kind of that hybrid between a, a big mm. name, but also somebody that plays the Tottenham way, which I, I, I don't necessarily. Poch again. Oh. I mean, but that's just going back to the same old. They weren't yeah. winners, winners under Poch. You so. know what I'll say with Poch? He came close. He came one, close. He one game, he one, one game. And you know what? It does remind me a bit of Klopp where... It's kind of Poch, Poch went into the club and despite the fans, despite the problems, he still did well and overachieved. Mm-hmm. And again, he gained one game and I thought it was, it was against us. And if he won that game, look at the implications. Like, it, it's just, it was a bit unfortunate, in my opinion, because Poch did well and I don't think he gets the credit because he didn't win anything. Yeah. But it was a wonderful manager and... I don't know, maybe, and it seems like some of the players want him back. So I think they do, but I, I also think if we, if I thought the board was serious about mm. bringing Poch back, we wouldn't be here discussing who Spurs' next manager would be. He would yeah. have signed by now. Yeah. Also, he's out actually, of work. Sorry, I actually don't agree that Poch didn't get the credit he deserved. I don't really? agree. I, don't, oh. I think, well, because maybe because I'm a United mm. fan, from our perspective, we, a lot of United fans wanted him and they were praising him, singing his praises continuously. Mm. So for me, I saw him get praised but maybe that's just from my fan base maybe it's just the kind of idea that because he didn't win trophies and trophies is like what you judge a manager on and what you judge success on that you know he's never been in the top bracket which i get i get but he's a fantastic coach and for what he did for spurs for some of the from from what they what he brought them to a champions league final it's brilliant. Yeah, I, I will never, in, in my days, I will never love a, a manager as, as much as I love mm-hmm. Poch. I have so much respect for him. But because I have so much respect for him, for him, come, <laughs> for him to come, for him to come, yeah, because, yeah, yeah, for him to come back into the circus that is the club, you know, at, at the end of the day, he, he wasn't backed when he needed backing because he'd overachieved. So we needed mm-hmm. a lot of investment. And we have a board that prioritises the infrastructure, prioritise all the brand deals. And Poch needed a squad. He needed just a few mm. players and he didn't get that. And I'm not convinced that we fixed the issue with recruitment. We fixed the mm. issue with the, with the academy. I'm not convinced we've done all of that work to justify Poch risking his reputation to come back. Mm. Even though I think he would get the most patience from fans because yeah. we know what he can do yeah. and where he brought us. Um, but but yeah, I also know Daniel Levy is so stubborn. Uh, and his yeah. ego is is so large. So I also <laughs> I also look and think yeah. I'm not sure if if the him and the board would would say do you know what we've made a mistake. This these last three or four years have been a waste of everybody's time. Let's bring that man back. I I I, I don't know. But if he did come back, I wouldn't be disappointed. I mean, I would be disappointed because I want Nagelsmann. Yeah. He's my first choice. But if you ask me, okay, if Nagelsmann's gone and I'm it's a choice between Poch. Uh, Brendan Rodgers and, and Graham Potter then yeah I'm, I'm picking Poch I think there's something about <clears throat> being a football owner and having a big ego because even the Chelsea owner it's the same thing mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. should have sacked yeah. Potter a lot earlier but yeah. his ego was too big to because yeah, he, made, he, made, yeah, he yeah, made that choice he made a mistake and and that's where I think it's quite frustrating as a fan because you know we're the biggest people forget the fans are the biggest stakeholders in the club You you you're the current owner of my club but I was here before you. Yeah. And it's kind of like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, there's history. There's there's history there. And when you when you feel like your owners or your board is just taking the piss, it's, it's really frustrating. And it's kind of like, well, we can all see it. But because of your ego, you're not going to reverse a mistake that you've made. And mm. I think we, we don't have enough transparency from, from boards. Everybody's always complaining about 
the people that are running their club and mm. and and the mistakes that they're making and they're not holding themselves accountable and it's really frustrating because it's like how'd you get rid of them do you think we're too entitled as football fans then since we're calling or we're trying to call the shots from you know behind our tvs saying the club should be doing x y and z do you well think? i mean i think because their priority is money first of all yeah. before football whereas we're football fans invested in just you know having an identity in the club in itself and before obviously well. raising profits and blah 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 but you can do both simultaneously whilst going yeah, yeah i fucked up here i'm going to, I'm going to kind of reverse <laughs> this wrong but well, there um, are many clubs that do both well oh yeah 100 percent. city is one of a, a great mm-hmm. example of a really well cl- yeah. run club obviously mm-hmm. after the uh the takeover and everything else we've got some we've got a board that well and truly knows when you know it's time to you know chill out a bit you know well, but the, pre- the premier league don't agree but about but uh germany is also a really g- good example of yeah. how it works to have obviously a 50 50 percent uh sort of share where you've got obviously the board but you've also got the fans making decisions as well so yeah. This, this is what I don't like about FSG. They just they don't have any love for Liverpool, and it's that same as we can say the same about Man United. And it, and it just reflects in some of their decisions. Yeah. It's like if they just gave that extra thirty million out of the love, you wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. Like, and our owners are not broke. It's not like they can't afford this it. Is, this is and, 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 and this I is think this yeah this is where the frustration <laughs> comes from because when 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 you look into who you know who who are the owners of your club who sits mm. on the board and you see what they do outside and you're like oh look at them on their big big yacht mm. you, and you can <laughs> see that and I think it's really frustrating when it's you've bought my club but you're now not investing your own money now there's mm. debt mm-hmm. on my club so when it comes to sell somebody else has got to take on that debt mm-hmm. and I think it's kind of it's obviously it's very difficult as as an outsider to understand that the true financial ins and out but it just kind of feels a case of well, you don't care like we said you, you you don't care because you're you're treating it like it's one of it's your in, yeah like yeah, a business investment and and for us it's far more than mm. that we don't we don't have shares in the club <laughs> when we're there to watch our team win and i think the crux of a football club is you are judged upon its success mm. uh, you know if, if you want to be considered in europe's elite in, in the big six in the premier league you are judged by the trophies that you win and and if you're not doing that and it, it's continual failure or you've fallen away from those standards then i think fans are right when it's all well, move on and, mm. and give me an owner that that will match the ambition i mean because they have such a big ego they're probably not going to leave anytime soon but i guess we can we can just we can just hope yeah. all right let's do a recap of the games that happened this weekend um let's start with man city and liverpool Joyce, <laughs> <laughs> what are some of the positives from that match? Everything. There were so many positives. So many positives. You know how I was talking about this man that lacks follicles on his head? I'm sorry. Because uh, you know what? He deserves so much more respect, especially the tactics he's played. I know he played an absolute hell of a game when we played at Anfield. And I, I don't think it's so confusing to watch with all these overloads, especially on the left wing. But... um. I think it predominantly was more to do with Klopp's lack of tactics. If we're talking about the four, four two four, uh, we had uh, Henderson and who else? Elliot. Yeah, he- Elliot as well. Um, and yeah, and Fabinho, but specifically Henderson and Fabinho. You people are old. Yep. You're you're <laughs> making these two people try and cover yep. so much space in the middle where you're holding. Uh, a lot of our progressive play obviously in the middle and whatnot and getting these people to try and stretch and cover more players than they really realistically ever should and it worked in our favor all that progressive overload in the middle being able to play mm-hmm. onto the wings great lovely mr jack grealish mr grealish you made me so happy this weekend you know like genuinely speaking it's so nice to see him now kind of come out of his shell and you're seeing uh the kind of spark we saw in him when he was playing at Aston Villa. And it's so nice to see him have so, uh, like the freedom and creativity to play on that wing and then mm. cut into the middle. Mm. That's and that's and that like a city player literally, now. Mm. Exactly. It always that, takes that, like a year. For that's what I'm really saying, that people yeah. are not listening. <laughs> yeah, but when I was back with my cost, boy... When you cost 100 million... I understand it's instant, but I've always said this with Pep signings, you need to give them a season or two because... 
it takes time to obviously adapt to the philosophy of whatever else and you're talking about a player that's gone from Aston Villa to City it's not going to happen overnight it's a massive he was the main man at Aston Villa he isn't over here at City Mm. and that's just the way it is everything went through Grealish at Aston Villa give give it to him and let him run with Mm -hmm. it and I think you know take the ball pass the ball that kind of type of style that that Pep has I mean Villa just wouldn't have had the quality to to play Mm. in that way but yeah, I, I'm looking at him now and I'm thinking, yeah, okay. I, I actually think he's gone up a level than what that what we were seeing in, in, in a Villa mm-hmm. shirt. And you look and think he's one of the first names on the team sheet. Um, and, you know, six months ago, we were laughing at him. So, yeah. like, he really... No, and and he, the thing is, Joyce really supported him. Yeah, Same way I back my boy Stones. And let me say now, because I haven't <laughs> ever gone on a rant about Stones here, mm. but... There's a reason why I'm called Swifty Stones, my dog. <laughs> <laughs> I invested when the stocks were low, negative 50. When people are asking, what the hell is a guy like Pep Guardiola doing poaching a guy from Everton? We've seen what he can do. And to be quite honest, I may have raised an eyebrow when I saw him being played in midfield, but he played so smoothly, the uh, defensive midfielder at that, but he acted as basically mm-hmm. an extra person mm-hmm. and it helped so much with the transition into the front as well. And genuinely, I think it's a, it genuinely adds to a testament of what Pep can do and how great of a manager he is because mm-hmm. I don't yeah. think many people expected it. I, he is a great coach because some of the players that you bring in, I always think, like, why? why well, what can you do? Even Ake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first thing I thought I was, was Ake. Yeah. Why? He's so average. Ake's, yeah. had really, Ake's had a really good season. Yeah, yeah. he has been really good. Out, the only person yeah. on watch at the moment is uh, my boy Phillips. I'm so sorry, but. Ever since ever since we bought him from Leeds, I've always really questioned that. But, you know. He needs to run a game. He genuinely does. But is what it is, really. But, um, yeah, I, I I don't know. I say I don't know what else to say. I just want I want to laugh in your face, man. I can't lie. Like, it was so <laughs> nice to see. I think the game as well uh, said a lot about the degradation of a uh, Liverpool football club. Well and truly, I think we've yeah. seen it time and time again. Obviously, seven 0 loss and whatnot. Four one now. Um, but I felt like their win against United, that seven 0 win, gave them like this boost of confidence, mm. and it made them think that they were better than what they it were. It was an out of body yeah. experience. Based on <laughs> I, promise you, I promise you, we've been doing this all season. We've had, we have had, remember we won nine 0 against Bournemouth, yeah, you did. and then we lose the next week against someone. It's just been the whole season. It's been like this. We've had highs, and then we haven't been able to carry that on, mm. and it's just. This team just lacks shame, in my opinion. They do. They, on, they honestly do because if wow, you think is this about the first criticism, yeah, I've never seen you like this. You come from the pits of hell to praise the team. But you wow. guys know I love this team. I know I've backed this team the whole year. I've fought for them, all of them. I've been a great fan. I've been a wonderful yeah, fan. You're even honestly, quite confident before the game. For real, honestly, every time I've fought more for Liverpool than I have fought this season. For real. And the reason why I say I think they're lacking shame is because you look at results, Man United early in the season away, Napoli away, (laughs) Nottingham Forest (laughs) away. And you think, as a team, sit down and think, this cannot happen again. Let's not have games like this again. The game yesterday was a spitting image of Real Madrid at home at Anfield a couple of weeks ago. We go ahead, and to be honest, I don't think most people expected us to go ahead. I, I didn't expect us to go ahead. Wonderful finish by Mo Salah, by the mm. way, the only positive <laughs> of the game. That's what I'm saying, <laughs> though. You kind of kind of hold on to these crooks of, like, this weird gimmick of having players like Salah, having Nunes and whatever, and they obviously do produce what they need to, but there's mm. no there's no substance to it anymore. You've got... Because when you have the three mus- musketeers at the back, even four, because I'm not letting Kanata get, get away with this we as don't well. Have but a, <laughs> we don't have a team. Like, the the forwards have been the only positive this season for Liverpool, and they haven't been great, they've been good, they've been solid. But the midfield and defence have let have let us down I week can't, after week I after can, week. I remember when, like, Van Dijk was out injured, like basically, you know, you didn't have the full back four, and everybody was mm. like, oh, wait till they, they all come back. back, and they start defending, no. and I'm thinking, now, Honestly, now, now, now the, the defence is <laughs> Oh, shaking. my God, what happened this to Virgil? Virgil. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Virgil, like, wow. I'm going to talk about Virgil. Okay. So, the first goal that City scored, Robertson is out of the game. And as a defender, as Virgil van Dijk, you cannot 
How long has Mares been in his sleep? How long has Van Dyke been in his sleep? Do not let Riyad Mares come inside inside the play, especially when you're out of position. You have to. You ha he had to make that tackle. Had to make that tackle. And again, it's just that relaxed lackluster. Not, you're you're not. You're not on Vogue magazine. You're yeah. here to kick balls. Even so Grealish. <laughs> even Grealish in the, in, 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 when he had to track back <laughs> yeah. and make that tackle. Even exactly. Grealish make. <laughs> Liverpool players are not doing that this yeah. season, and that is the difference. Someone tweeted, um, "How come Van Dyke always always has his hair intact after every game?" <laughs> exactly. It just made me think, like, surely it means it, it, he's not doing the work. He's because not. if you're throwing in a slide tackle, doing everything you need to do, there's it's no true. way it's never, it's you look like a model. You're not holding you're no right. slip back for the four years. You never see him redoing that ponytail. No, it's it's it's. I mean, if we go back. Nine, 18, 17, 18 to 19, 20 Virgil was unbelievable. Then his assault, Pickford's assault against him. <laughs> no, it was a full on assault. That again, <laughs> no, it's true that it was it bad. Was it wasn't, yeah. That VAR so again. Um, Liverpool fans should get over it. No, I cannot get over it. I can't <laughs> but it, the thing is, he's not been the same player. Like, he, he, no, he, he he's really struggling. They, they robbed, they, he, Pickford robbed me of one year of prime Virgil van Dijk and contributed to, to his downfall. So when England play France, do you know how happy I was to see that Pickford couldn't reach that ball? That <laughs> I do not like that guy. I do not like him. Always, I'm always gonna have him. But anyway, and then when he came back last year and he played nearly what every game, especially especially with an injury like that. Yeah, he's mashed we, up. We, he's he said his body broke down. Like, <laughs> listen to the man. We needed we needed someone, and especially this summer, I think we need two centre backs. We needed someone. To make sure that Virgil was didn't have that physical, that physical the, the demands physically that he had before because it, he just won't be the same player. And this season we're kind of seeing that he's just. To be honest, I think it's more mentally than physically. The defenders, all of our defenders, are just not engaging. They're not doing. They're not being aggressive enough. There were points in that first half because I think the first half wasn't actually too bad by Liverpool, apart from the goal and some other instances. I think we actually counterattacked City pretty well. I think slightly before the goal, we should have been two 0 up, but Salah didn't. Salah didn't get his pass because Grealish mm -hmm. intervened. I mean, that's that was a, the, it was a minute. Yeah, apart. I, and that's not the first time we've seen Grealish, Grealish track all the way yeah. back. And that's the thing, though. It's it's a sole responsibility of actually playing. It's playing for your shirt, well mm -hmm. and truly. It's playing mm. for the badge. The You're play it's not just the responsibility mm. of the defenders to obviously do what they have to do, but I think it's also it does come to a point of great management as well pep has made sure that like all these players are now basically playing out of position mm. they're they're sort of used to having to play roles that they obviously typically wouldn't but you've got to cover for your you cover for your man you're going mm. to have games where players aren't obviously at the brightest and i will say akanji was fairly poor and to be quite honest it, it's okay to sort of have a really bad game and, and whatnot but it does mean that as as a club and as a team you've got to step up for whenever there's sort of, uh, I'd say, well, what is it? Um, I'm looking for the word. I'm looking for a word. I can't find the word right now. But it's a case of just not being able to kind of have the people that you want um, play the game that you want sort of thing. Mm. So what I'm saying really is um, <laughs> Liverpool. Uh, your days are numbered. Your days are numbered. Your days are numbered. That's why I do feel sorry for Klopp, though, because I feel like with this Liverpool team, doesn't matter at the moment. It doesn't matter what combination of midfield it that man matter. is playing. There's no midfield he there. Doesn't matter which one. The like, only thing that maybe he can do is change the formation or something. But again, we've tried that. You no, know what? And the worst thing is, whilst whilst we were dominating all we decided to sub in Milner. I think it feels like a slap in the face. I haven't even got into the second <laughs> half. I haven't even ripped into them for the second half. Because you go in 1 1. Yeah, obviously, yeah, it's you, all, to play, all to play for. Yeah. Bear in mind, last year we were against City. City completely dominated us, I remember, in that first half. And we were lucky to come in 2 1, I think. And then we fought like dogs and got the draw. And that's the diff That's what we miss. That's the Liverpool I miss. Because they could suffer. This team cannot suffer. And to come out in the second half and concede after one minute—I mean, what kind of? You're still in the dressing room. Mentally, <laughs> you're still in the dressing room. And it's not even a. This is what I'm saying. It's not even a, even a physical thing because they were sitting in the dressing room for 15 minutes, drinking water, doing whatever. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing in the dressing room. And you, and they come out and it's like what? It's like one one. 
you played well, you started well in the first half, try and repeat that, you've got something to hold on to, and they throw it away within three or four minutes. And I said, it's exactly the same as Real Madrid, it's exactly the same of what we did. And it's like 53 minutes, heads down, and they thought the game was over. And I'm thinking, is this the Jurgen Klopp team? Since when mm. do you have your head down? Because theoretically, you're used to Liverpool fighting. This is yeah, you, yeah. Until, that whistle's, until the whistle's done, the game's not over. Exactly. Yeah. And, it, and theoretically, we were 2-0 down, if you think about it. Since when is 52 minutes? You've got, what, 30, 35 minutes to play. Since when do you have your heads down and, you, and you're walking about? And the biggest shame, the biggest shame in football is when you feel like the opposition team is just playing with you and they're just passing the ball around and they're just mm. wasting time. It's like the crazy. <laughs> yeah. I couldn't believe it. Like no one was pressing. There was no tackle. I don't even remember someone. I don't even remember a bit of frustration. I don't. There was nothing. Nothing. No fight. <sighs> yeah. And that was all without Holland. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about my boy Alvarez, <laughs> 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 Mister Argentine. I love you. There's no, there's nothing. Literally, I think he'll never unfortunately get the minutes uh that Haaland will as long as Haaland remains at City. Yeah. And uh before we get onto the topic of oh yeah City play better without Haaland. I think you guys need to stop pitting two bad bees against each other. It's now it's it time <laughs> I I know what you guys are thinking. I know what you guys are thinking at home. Think, I'm as thinking. Well. I'm thinking because that City have many league titles before Haaland game. Mm. So this idea that you know they play better you know do they play with you know better with or without yeah. Haaland this city team knows how to play without Haaland because yeah. he only arrived in August. Yeah, so I, mean, I know that's that they the can fact. play. You guys have played without a striker. Mm. No, no disrespect to Jesus. Mm. For a long time. So mm. you, you play well that way. 100%. And Alvarez is the perfect false nine business for when you when you do want to play that kind of, how you have been playing, mm. you know, with Jesus being the second striker uh, at, at City. So I actually think Alvarez, in terms of kind of that, that typical city that yeah. we've seen mm-hmm. over the years. Yeah. Actually, Alvarez fits that yeah. better, yeah. but equally, Haaland mm-hmm. is a goal scorer. There was a ton of chances scored. during that you game that more, you would have you've imagined. You've just got more weapons to your armour. Like, yeah, if you need exactly. a goal scorer, Haaland, if you need more link-up players. And a lot of the mm-hmm. rest of the teams, we struggle. <laughs> yeah. You only exactly. have one person. Because <laughs> 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 it's weird, because obviously, doing a few seasons without an actual striker, obviously, after mm-hmm. Aguero left, and then now being able to have two pretty much perfect strikers, we couldn't have asked for a better deal, to be quite honest. And Alvarez cost us fourteen million. Mm. Yeah, and um, and that's one thing I think about City is that we don't the recruitment that the. I mean, yes, I we don't know, know that when you need to spend on. money. You Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Spend money, but actually, some some of the players that you find or oh. the question marks of the signings mm-hmm. were like, like we said before. Yeah. It, it, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, it's. Well, this is why I think City have been dominant for for so for so many years because they've just got all the departments working in in harmony, and then Pep is just, yeah, really? the Pep way. Yeah, Pep is Pep. Yeah, Pep, is Pep. <laughs> <laughs> what, can, what can I say? I mean, yeah, I, I have, to, I have nice. to say this, but you all saw Pep's celebration, right? 
um, oh, in front oh, of Simicast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm not even angry at Pip. I'm angry at Simicast. Yeah, Simicast to me. Why didn't he react? <laughs> Again, head down. What React? Move him out the way. What about Arthur? It should have been a flare-up, you know. That's why I said there's no fight in this team. There's like nothing. And I'm thinking there's too many times this season where I've thought, put me on the pitch. And I can't even play. But I'm thinking I can do more. I can do more here. It's just I feel like maybe when you guys were fight, um, fighting for a title race, you had more like fire in you. You guys are still having to pay for top yeah, four. But what is going on? But you have to for. play for your pride we as do. well. It's not the but same. I get, I get, yeah, it's not the same. Like I remember last when we played City last year and we got absolutely dominated in that first half. And then Gary Neville was like, yeah, these, this team are just like dogs. They just stay. And it's, it's true. We just had that that mentality that we just could suffer and we could just in minutes turn it around and it's just we don't have that anymore this team is mentally fragile now mm. mentality mentality launched the team mentally fragile mm. it's just, yeah <laughs> well <coughs> the title race is, is still you know there still yeah i think city they're eight points behind arsenal at the minute with a game in hand it's not over. I yeah. don't think it's over. And every game is a must win. We don't. Yeah. It, there's no. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it's mm-hmm. always been Pep's philosophy: a game at a time. But every game is a must win. And obviously, now what is it? Seven games unbeaten now. Seven. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that we're unlocking that ten game run. It's <laughs> <laughs> happening. No, but that's. I think that's why it's not over because when City can get to that level where it doesn't look like any team can beat them then you think, well, it's not over. And also that you, you still need to play each other. So it's it's kind of a case of, you know, if the gap does get smaller, how do Arsenal respond to that pressure? Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think if it's, if it's any other team, even me, the Spurs fan, I would maybe say I think it's done. But because it's City that are hunting and chasing them, I feel like until it's mathematically impossible, the yeah. title race is still there. I think Arsenal still have to go to Anfield, which is going to be a tough game for them. I know, I know Liverpool are not fighting, but but at Anfield, Anfield, Anfield and yeah, they have to go exactly. to the Dangerous Park. I'm as very well. confident we'll get something. So it's like, like if yeah. Arsenal drop points there and then have to go face City as well. Mm. St James's Park, they have to go to as well. Mm-hmm. So there are still you know games tough where you games. think Arsenal. Oh, but every time I think Arsenal are going to drop points, they haven't. But there are still really yeah. tough games. I think when out, the out, out on. of the two, Arsonal have the tougher the, run. Yeah, it is. I've said like. Uh, the City Arsenal game will be key. I said whoever's ahead after that, I think we'll win. We'll win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I've seen City and how they are experiencing it. Um, title races with them. This is City's demon mode. They go into this demon mode where in title races, just win after win after win after mm. win after win. I take I take the piss. <laughs> <laughs> Man, it's it's broken my heart. It's giving me heartbreak for real. Like yeah, this yeah. Let's see. We'll oh, and, and to all the Arsenal fans that said we're useless, where were you when we needed you in a title? <laughs> <laughs> so hold that. <laughs> For real. I just looked at the table and Liverpool are on 42 points. Um, not really chasing United, even though United are sliding down the table slowly. Mm. I mean, I, I expected you to be higher from you know your previous comments, Ella cannot believe after that 7 no would you said Real Madrid were ready and top four is ours I cannot be shamed more than my team is shaming me for real <laughs> and also the, the teams clearly don't share the same mentality as me because after the 7 nil win at, at Man United you're thinking okay it's only what 7 points you want to look ahead you want to think let's go again let's let's try and chase third because it's possible mm. but this team want to do Want to be fairies and do. Yeah, <laughs> They're currently eight points off top four, so it's not mathematically impossible. It's not, but we have to get going. Yeah. You've got Newcastle, mm. you've got, got Brighton Chelsea, around. Chelsea. The streets Arsenal. are not safe, man. Mm. <laughs> the streets are not safe. Yeah, I mean, I think it's 11 games. Let's see what we can do. Depending on the next couple of games, but yeah, by this time next see. week, I think we'll know if you're definitely down and out. Yeah. Mm. We've got Chelsea and Tuesday. Yeah. Mm. With the that new manager bounce, I mean that could Liverpool be. Liverpool need to, because our away form <laughs> is abysmal, abysmal. I think it's ten points in ten games. Yeah, I won't be surprised if Chelsea take that game. That will really bring me to my knees. Man. <laughs> <laughs> it really would. It really would. Wow. 
Alright, what other games happened this weekend? Uh, I'm sure. Uh, Be- Beatrice. Oh. You see, many nights in Are you trying to skip? Man, you, man, you. Please. Man, you. Man, you. So, Newcastle, Man United. Newcastle beat United 2 0. Newcastle have really great defensive record. I mean, it, it's just generally very difficult to get goals past them. And once again, United struggled to get goals away. I mean, I, think I wouldn't even is... say goals. I just said shots. Okay, mm. okay. Shots. Let's, let's be more specific <laughs> and say some shots. Um, I don't think United have scored in the last three or four away games. So they are really struggling away at the moment. Um, just generally, away form is quite poor, similar to, to Liverpool. Uh, I mean... I don't really have much to say on this, so you guys can kind of like take the floor on this. The Rashford gimmick is over. It's over. That purple patch, it's okay. He's allowed to have wait, it, wait. but it's over. On, on the Rashford <laughs> thing, I quite I don't actually think. I think he's still injured. I don't think he's fully fit because he was. He just wasn't himself. Mm. And considering that he pulled out of the England squad out of injury, I just don't think it's. This injury has healed. Yeah, I mean, he didn't. He wasn't really in the game. But he then no, no one in no, that, really in that yeah. United front line was. I think United were very, very lucky. It was not more than two, mm-hmm. yeah. because Newcastle played United off the park, off, <laughs> off the park. The first half, yeah, yes. I mean, it was. I, I was shocked because I was, I was expecting more from from United. Really? But they, I mean, I knew it'd be a United tough game. I wasn't wanted a draw because that that is ideally what would have been the best result for us in in this instance. Mm-hmm. Just because our way form is poor and Newcastle just don't let people score. But I think, like you said, they were quite wasteful in in the first half. They could have scored so many more goals, but mm. they just weren't. You know, they weren't clinical in that first half. But they did punish us in the second half, and they deserved the win. They honestly deserved. Yeah, the win. no. Um, I, 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 what I mean, I'm not saying I thought United would win the game, but I was expecting them to at least put show it. some intent yeah. of yeah. trying to win the game. I just think, you know, as good as Newcastle were, I just think as that's as bad as as United were. It was just a little bit all over the place. I think, I mean, at some point the graphic went up when it was like Nick Pope had like more than double the yeah. amount of touches that Vegas had. <laughs> yeah, and and. Honestly, playing with Weghorst is basically playing with 10 men. He literally <laughs> yeah. doesn't contribute anything. But, like, but, but I also remember the United fans would be like, oh, I like that we brought him in because he's, he's Ten Hag signing and we're listening to him. No player that was contracted to Burnley mm-hmm. out on loan to Besiktas should have ended up at Manchester United. And he's I, showing I his level. I agree with that. But I think like not, managers don't always get it right. And I think... In this instance, Ten, Ten Hag did get that signing wrong mm. because he adds nothing to the team, honestly. No, he, he doesn't. He's, but he wasn't getting the funds, was he? Because he wanted Gakpo and all that. But I'm, I'm sure. But he surely wasn't. there was someone else he could have brought on loan. <laughs> but, but I think with the amount of time that yeah. we had, we had very limited options. But yeah, I mean, he was terrible. But I actually think it, it, also Ten Hag has to hold shame because. Considering how terrible that first half was, he didn't make any changes at half time. Mm. And then he the didn't. Su- and then the subs that he didn't make <laughs> didn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I actually think tactically he just got got it wrong, and I, I, he was he was really slow to react. Um, but yeah, I, I think Newcastle going to St James's Park when the fans are in that mood, it you know, and the way that Eddie Howe, like I feel that we speak about Graham Potter a, a, a lot mm. and Brendan Rodgers as English managers, but actually Eddie Howe has got that team cooking and he hasn't even touched the side of, of the investment that, okay, the, that their owners will bring, but he's got, you know, Newcastle have an identity. They press really well. They win the ball back. They're like, you know, clop it like Liverpool at their feet in terms of how they actually approach the game. They make it mm. impossible. They suffocate you. Um, and, Usually, but then I think that's um, without the likes of Casemiro, it's quite obvious that the, 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 um, yeah, the, the, yeah, the, the lack of technical quality in that United team, they just could not get out at how, all. How many games is Casemiro missing now? Uh, two left. Two more. That's interesting because I think Man United's next game is big because they've kind of been dragged into this top four race now. Yeah, mm. it was meant to be quite safe, but we're, we're, we're dragged into it. But it's, have, so, have, it's so tight up there now yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Have they it's won? Have have they got a result? Have they won since the seven nil? Uh, in other cup competitions, but not the league. 
Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that, that's... Oh, 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 Yeah, I think you, you kind of touched it a little bit. And oh, it just... okay. Apologies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where did we stop? Yeah, I can't remember what I was saying. Do it, do it, do it. United do haven't it. won. Yeah, six or yeah. seven now. Y- yeah, um, yeah. <sighs> I think the problem with United is they just don't get enough goals because most of the goals come mm. through Rashford. Yeah, and I think if if Rashford doesn't score, it's kind of like. United are probably not going to win the game. Yeah. Um. I mean, we we have other play, players. Yeah, what's like Anthony, Anthony for? What's oh, what's Anthony for? Like, what is but, that Beyblade for? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is with Anthony is he does all these tricks and he gets under people's you know skin, mm. but the end product is like, Samba there, Samba like, football like, is good. If he can't if he can't <laughs> if cut he in and shoot, yeah, that's the only trick. That's, that's the, it. That's yeah. it. It's too predictable. It's too easy to defend against and. So he doesn't always offer us much on that side. Mm. Marshall's slowly creeping back into the team. He can offer a little bit more um, than Weghurst. Absolutely. He Until can. he gets injured again. And yeah. that, that's Marshall's biggest problem. I mean, and the, the rate of games that we have still yet to play, mm. it's, it's a bit worrying because we need those goals and our players are kind of like all over the place they're fatigued like we're not getting any rest and it's this is how it's going to be till the end of the season so yeah. all we can do right now is kind of hold on to get that top four spot but i think newcastle are definitely in the running now like everyone was saying that they're out of it a few weeks ago oh yeah because they, 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 they went, went through sit. that that patch yeah, where that they weren't scoring they yeah. scoring any goals but yeah. they look up for it now they look like mm. they're fighting for something and they look great um so i think especially for spurs newcastle will be a worry yeah, like I'm, I'm so fed up for Spurs. Like everyone, like you know, everyone's ah oh, top four. Mm. I, what business do we have being in the Champions League <laughs> when you can't score a goal in the knockout rounds? Um, but obviously for the, you know, if we're gonna keep the likes of Kane or we want to attract a good manager, okay, we're competing for top four. But, um, it given when I look at Spurs and given our injuries, um, that we do have, you know, we're down to to three midfielders uh we have been since uh benton core and bassoon both got injured um ben davies is injured now we like our defense is paper thin mm-hmm. um and as we have seen with conte we know that the mentality of the players is not there you know i look and think tomorrow obviously we're playing everton if we win you can go third will we win i don't know <laughs> and it's a yeah it's a massive game for everton and this is mm-hmm. i was going to say for mother Everton's winning. I can't lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't need to see my goal upset anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but, but this is this is the problem that I have. Is I don't know. Like if I don't know if my team will turn up. Um, if, if you yeah. don't win against Everton, then you're actually being dragged into a top six race because Brighton. Yeah, are on this the is. Arc. But I said they've got four games chat. in hand as well. Yeah, they've got. Yeah, a lot I said of, in the group, they've they've group chat. Watch Spurs tumble down the table. I wasn't joking. Mm-hmm. Like it, the way that we're playing and the way that we approach games, and now we ain't got no manager. We got our director of football has been banned by FIFA. Now he's taking a leave of absence because again, the club doesn't have shame. From from the moment that that whole Juventus thing came out, the directors at Juventus that were still there resigned in November. Mm. We kept Paratici and that man has still been working. Even when the ban was upgraded, we were like, oh, we're shocked. How's everybody shocked? Everybody knew that thing was coming. <laughs> but apparently at Spurs, we were shocked. Mm. And, then we, and then they saw the reaction on social media and like, oh, we're going to have to do something. So now the man is gone. We've got zero strategy. So I, the whole club is a mess. Mm. So... I don't think I'm not sure if Champions League football is going to aid us because we do not have a squad that is capable of playing mm. at a high level of football midweek and at the weekend. What about um, at Europa League? Just just let's just say you get. You I know, think Europa League six. fine because maybe you can rotate um, a little bit. You don't have to play your strongest eleven in in the Europa League. Um, but equally, I'm kind of just maybe um, maybe just sit out. Maybe just enjoy. Yeah, playing. I, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, have to play proper football yeah, first. No, so <laughs> I, I would rather sit out because mm-hmm. I just think I'm tired of our owners, especially and and Daniel Levy, 
uh, and and also the players when when they come out with the interviews turning top four or European football into a trophy it's not a trophy it's just your league position and maybe you know the financial implications mm. and on and the way that we're run as a club and being financially sustainable like that European prize money is really important um, to us but equally if you can't hear you must feel so I would uh, if we could do a season out of Europe. I think that would be the best for us, but a season out of Europe, we're losing Harry Kane. So yeah, it's kind of like you're sliding to what position on the table? That's all yeah. Way I down. think you feel like that's, Brighton that's there, two Brent, down. Brentford yeah. are there, Brentford are there, yeah, yeah, Fulham, Fulham lost, yeah, but yeah, like they're they're about yeah, in top six as well. Yeah, so it's it's very possible. I think from from United all the way down to kind of eighth or ninth it's very you can mm. it's very possible to be flip-flopping in those positions about nine points to and yeah. newcastle and united would be favorites i think i think Never know, either maybe, will be um, extremely just dis- i think both would be extremely disappointed if they don't make out, it yeah. i would mm. love it if man united don't make it imagine that's not talk like about that. can you imagine liverpool in and man united top three but that means we I just have to win the europa <laughs> league <laughs> i still oh yeah, yeah. that's true <laughs> <laughs> You'll be laughing at the day with your own league. Mourinho's still in it, Roma. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got him. Yeah, I think I think it will be Newcastle and United to take those two spots. To be I'm still going to back Liverpool. Can you believe it? I'm still going to back Liverpool. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what about Chelsea, man? What about Chelsea, man? Let them fight a little. Because Maybe like, Chelsea can finish in the top half. <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Bree. Don't ruin that luck. <laughs> yeah, tenth spot. Um, no, I can't see Liverpool doing it. Honestly, I think Newcastle. This is their time. I want to see them in the Champions League. I think that'd be quite different. I blame Klopp. He's just ingrained this. He's just injected disbelief in me. Even even when we're down, he's it's just blame Klopp or the board now. Are you? No, no. Would I, you? Would you no, be blame okay? Klopp in a good okay. way, in terms of he's instilled no, she's, belief she's in me. She's saying the reason for confidence. Yeah. Oh Klopp. right. Okay. Because I was gonna say. Yeah. However, he <laughs> might disappoint you. This he season. might. He might. But he doesn't often do he doesn't often that's the thing even mm. in even in 2021 where we lost six six home games in a row didn't look like we we're gonna make top four and we made it we made, finished third so i don't we know had a nice a nice spell towards the end yeah and that, to be honest i think it's looking very unlikely but if we can pull five six wins together that's that is that is that is optimistic but I think we can do it, but let's see. Question is, would you be willing to let Klopp go at the end of the season? No, she said everyone. No, no, everybody. Everybody. Oh, no. Everybody. Everyone before Klopp. Before Klopp. Everyone before Anfield. I told you, everyone before Klopp. Okay. I think I get it because I think it's it's almost like Potter of Spurs because yeah. because you've seen the vision and you know that the way of the style of football and you know it works, especially from a Liverpool perspective in terms of actual success. Mm-hmm. It's more of a case of we just need players that can play in that in that way in that system because the system has been proven to to work so i get that like liverpool 16 17 where he has his squad of players we know they're not quite good enough and he needs to rebuild and we've seen what he can do when he gets the right players in it's just he needs to be back but sometimes even the best of managers lose that spot they lose it but but Beatrice, this man has has changed my life. Like literally, <laughs> 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 like, Brendan Rodgers absolutely broke my heart. I wasn't always this optimistic fan, you know. He broke my heart, Brendan Rodgers, and then Jurgen Klopp came in, won everything, and made me made me made me see things I didn't think I'd ever see as a as a Liverpool fan. Like won a league title. I know it, I know it was during COVID, but still, <clears> that's kind of that was kind of just the aim for Liverpool fans that league title. Mm. But for him to win everything. Nah, Klopp's my guy. Everyone respect me, Liverpool. I respect him. I, I, I hope you're not heartbroken again, but what other games happened this weekend? Chelsea uh, lost to Aston Villa. I mean, I, I can't say I was surprised about no. that. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, because I think um, it's going under the radar, but what Unai Emery is doing with that Villa side, they he's are, cooking something. he's mm-hmm. cooking something and they have an identity, a structure, mm-hmm tactically they're spot on mm. um they're in really really good form so by no means it was going to be an easy game but equally kukurea how does <laughs> that ball bounce off your that's, head like yeah. that that's what embarrassing at this level of at this level what kind of defending was that i mean <laughs> come on um i, I was embarrassed for him and I, I i support spurs <laughs> it, it was awful um and 
yeah, I mean, but then obviously then McGinn's goal was, was fantastic, but I I don't yeah, Chelsea don't have a goal scorer. Um and it shows and it doesn't matter how much possession you have and how many chances you create, if you don't have someone in your team that can consistently put the ball in the back of your net, you're just wasting energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame because there's so many names that come to mind when you're thinking about Chelsea, but like none of them are consistent goal scorers. Mm. But you know, eh. yeah, that's their problem. And I don't think there's enough leadership in that Chelsea team. I think you know when you look at what the, I get what they're doing as as the blueprint as mm. as as a club, and I get what Bowley's trying to bring in these kind of young players, huge potential. But when you when that's kind of the crux of what you bring in. All of these players like Mudra Kunde, just they're going to take a really long time to develop. And what you're not, it's not like you're bringing in like a Bellingham or even Delit when he was like a young captain at Ajax. Mm-hmm. You're not bringing in the 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 young leaders. You're just bringing mm-hmm. in like you know these really good you know tricks and they're young, young yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah 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 they they're really good to to watch, but they're not carrying teams on their back from the clubs that they've come from. So I just think there's not yeah. enough. I think leadership in terms of you know kind of setting the standards and saying this isn't good enough mm. and maybe Graham Potter also wasn't that guy to, to to do it considering you know he was happy relatively happy enough with yesterday's result because you can say that at Brian but you can't say that at Chelsea ultimately <laughs> um and yeah just they just need a little I think they need now in the summer they might have to go against the grain and bring in some leadership there's just no cohesion and consistency, especially in attack, which just makes it difficult because that's what that's what attack the great attacks have. They they have understanding between each other, and when you have young players like Mudrik um, come in, it's immediate pressure because one because of his price tag, two because Chelsea they teased him from Arsenal, and three because the senior players at Chelsea are actually not doing anything. We don't know where Aubameyang is. We don't know what he's doing. We have Havertz <laughs> who is good but doesn't score consistently enough. So then the pressure on the young players is already there. And that's that's not what you want. You want things to progress naturally or yeah. evolve naturally. So You want them to come into a team that already is playing well mm-hmm. and then grow within that team. Exactly. Not come into a team that is just disorganised mm-hmm. and ha- they're having to pick up, you know, so much work. But, I mean, a, a good manager can come into this Chelsea side. They have got talent there. So I think it's next It's a really season, attractive squad. Yeah, yeah next season yeah. we do it, we're going to expect big things from them because they have a great, great, great talent in, in so many of the young players that they mm. do have. Um, yeah. What other game has happened? Brighton? Brighton have been really good. You guys didn't listen when Recently. I said Brighton I mean, second. Is it, is it, <laughs> is it, is it that coincidence a that they're even better now that Potter has left. Oh, 100%. When you start speaking about what uh, Potter lacked at Brighton, that he's also brought over to Chelsea, which is explaining why Brighton couldn't really bang in the goals that now they're banging and now Deserby's doing something. What is it that Deserby has that Potter couldn't yeah. bring to Brighton? Because they've been mm. unreal. And I've, I've seen the vision. I saw the vision last season whilst Potter was still there. And I have to start respecting your vision. You some great, <laughs> great takes, man. You guys need to listen. I told you, no Swifty Stone stops. <laughs> <laughs> I've been there, but um, yeah, no, uh, Brighton. I genuinely do really want to. I want to see them play European football next season. Because everything just, about yeah. the club and the way it's run is, yeah, is is built the around wise as well. Mm. It's a good team. It's not just a manager's impact. Yeah, yeah like. So I think Deservey walks into a really good young developing squad and tactically, mm. uh, you know, he, he, he knows what he's doing mm. um, and he's got a, like, and they're so good to watch. Like it's kind of yeah, like, you always know if Brighton on TV, you watch mm. it because you're going to, mm. you're going to see good football. Um, yeah, yeah, it was really great to watch them and I hope to see them in Europe next season. No, they deserve yeah, it. Yeah, they deserve Actually, it. They deserve, really it. they deserve it. But, and yeah, they're so good because I just, you know, like Matoma and all them lot, man, they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. that price tag. <laughs> if they want, if someone wants to buy them in, in the summer, it's just where do you, where do they find these players? Like I, I when I look at a, a club like Spurs, you know, I, I would go and study what they're doing or go and take some of their recruitment guys, uh, and come and bring that because I just Brighton are one of the best well-run I think clubs. It's very data driven, similar to what mm. Liverpool do, um, on how they scout players. So players like Kaiseido, um, brilliant buy. They're gonna get top money from him as well and I'm sure they're going to replace him adequately mm. but mm. I just have nightmares of even when we play Brighton 
That was one of the worst. Honestly, I fell asleep. <laughs> I, I fell asleep for real. They dominated us from beginning to end. It's they're brilliant to watch. Brilliant team. Let's uh, quickly touch on the relegation battle. Oh, now. shout out Philippa, West Ham one today. Oh, yeah. Just mm-hmm. gonna say, yeah. I, actually, I, you know, I opened up football, but mm-hmm. I actually smiled. It's like, yeah. it's a shame she's <laughs> not on. They're not safe. They won. They're, they're oh, of course not. Safe. I mean, it's safe. so tight on the yeah. other side. Yeah. She's been struggling. So, but, you know, yes. she got three points today. So, yeah. I mean, it, it's one for the age. I think, you know, in 10 years' time, we'll be talking about this relegation mm-hmm. battle because to, to almost have half of the league, you know, within the space of four or five points, it's. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Like you can you can win a game and you're second bottom and suddenly you jump up to fourteenth. It's it's crazy. It's I I can't call it in in it's in all tough. fairness. Because even when I was watching Southampton, they play some good stuff. They have some talented players. It's like, okay. They're not safe. They have seat. <laughs> they have seat next door. <laughs> yeah, no, but yeah. But it's just like I feel like all of the teams have the potential to go down. All of them have the potential to be safe. So it's. I mean, Le- Leicester sacked their manager just in time. Because you know this relegation battle is say just in up. time, but the manager that comes mm. in now, they're going to have the whole world and a half on but, their shoulders. But we've yeah, seen, but they, there's we've talent seen it in work. that Leicester team, though. Yeah, there's talent yeah. in the Leicester team, and we've seen it work where teams that are in the rele- relegation battle get rid of a manager and, and they, they stay safe. Come, yeah. Like we've seen it happen. Mm. So, I mean, Leicester could be safe by the end of the season. We don't know. Mm. I don't Chris, know. Chris Palace are safe, though. I don't, they're not safe. They're not, they're not safe, safe. I mean, yeah, they finally got their first win. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so out of everyone well. else, yeah. they're the safest. Mm. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I sometimes, you know, as a big, sick club, I just look at them and I'm, I'm, I'm like, which players would I like to cherry pick? And those mm. are the ones where I want their value to be driven down if if they get relegated. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because you look at somebody like a Nottingham Forest, and obviously they haven't pulled the trigger with with Steve Cooper and they've kept him, but everybody else has kind of changed mm. their manager. You know, w- will it pay off? So I think that There's that's also because Nottingham mm. Forest just yeah. has. I think mm. they have so much to lose. Obviously, with the investment that they put on as soon as they yeah. got promoted, I feel like it'd, it'd be really, really rash now to just say, you know what? Thanks for bringing us up. We're gonna have to let it go. Yeah. There's so much money that they've put into they obviously getting so into all these players. They can't afford to. They can't. Yeah, they can't afford to get relegated. Because they won't yeah. be able to afford half the players. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, they actually yeah. can't do that. that is, but yeah. I think right now, so the ones that are at the bottom are Everton, Leicester, and Southampton. Like I think Southampton, honestly, it's their time to go. It's down. time to go. I think it's their time, but equally, I mean, <laughs> Conte's press conference was after the Southampton game. They do show a well, resiliency, they and they and do. they show a. There's a spirit and determination mm. that even if they're losing, they they can push and come back. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean they lost to West Ham today, but like what you know, West Ham scored off a set piece. Mm. Yeah, they, the, you know, Southampton could have got something from that game. Um, beat Chelsea away. Like, exactly, they went to Old Trafford, got a point. Mm. Yeah, so it's hard to call. Yeah, this I Bournemouth are sitting at 16, but I think my spirit is telling me. They're going down. Yeah, yeah, I think they're. The, I think, think they're the. So. I, I would say yeah. Bournemouth are probably one of probably the worst team out of the ones yeah. that are, are are there. But yeah, maybe Bournemouth. Maybe Everton is hard because they've. they've that would really make my season. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> why? I'm wow. sorry, Bob. I'm sorry, Bob. Please, <laughs> please. Everton, yeah. you know what the nurses are doing? Mm-hmm. It's just annoying. <laughs> it's not really annoying, maybe. But yeah. I feel <laughs> like they fought last season and they and they escaped. They could still have that in them. I, I think so, but I mean, Richardson's gone now, whatever. I mean, yeah, it's gonna take <laughs> a lot. Be nice but when that, he was scoring goals. <laughs> that being said, obviously, that Deitch's um, philosophy and whatever, I, I feel like it could They're generally come in, it I feel like come a lot in clutch. Of these teams shouldn't be in this situation. That's what yeah, I'm saying. But like, I think that's I what makes like, it so close. And yeah. also, the Premier League is really tough. Yeah. It yeah. is not an easy league yeah. at all, especially with like the quality of some of the mid mid table teams. Mm. So. It's just unfortunate, but I think most of the teams that go down this season, they might come back next season. So exactly. you're right because it's not like um like there's not like a, there's a Norwich in the league where they yeah, were where clearly they were, yeah, yeah where they were clearly the worst team. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Every single team has still got individual quality who are kind of, and I think this is why some you know these teams are just picking up results because they've got individual quality to mm-hmm. to do that. So. But I think it's always hard because if you're a Leicester and you go down, 
we say, oh, they'll come back up. But like, players like Harvey Barnes, James Madison, they're not going to play in the championship. Yeah. So actually, yeah, then if you have to, sell, yeah, if you have to sell your best players, then it's really difficult in terms of trying to bring in, you know, the the, the right people. But then Burnley are showing this season that it can be done. Mm. Um. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's entertaining so good to watch obviously very know, good to sorry watch. to Marva and, and for the people who are going through it <laughs> with the emotions it's going to be a but... really good end to the season because everyone was just the last day yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's fighting for screen. something I think, yeah, I think no, there's, no one, there's no one that's not fighting for anything I feel like everyone's in something yeah so, yeah it's going to be good let's see it's going to be great but we're going to wrap it up there thank you guys for listening to this episode please don't forget to like and subscribe and we'll see you next week don't be surprised if I ask what a bag is. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.